Mindfulness isn't for me because I don't really know how to. It's not for me because I tried it once and well, it didn't work. It's not for me because I'm not really into all that spiritual stuff. It's not for me because I get restless. I can't sit still that long. It's not for me because I just fall asleep whenever I try and meditate. There are five common objections to practicing mindfulness. And I'm going to attempt to debunk those reasons or objections and give you solutions for each of them so that you can bring mindfulness into your life. And why am I doing this? Why am I doing this on a podcast called Burnout Isn't Necessary? Because there are scientific studies that show that mindfulness helps people avoid burnout and overcome burnout. So let's debunk some of those excuses that you might have been using for not giving mindfulness a go. It's nearly 10 years since my burnout experience and I believe that it wasn't necessary for me to burn out and it's not necessary for you either. In this podcast, my guests and I share our real life experiences with burnout. We get into the science of stress and share actionable tips on how to prevent burnout and how to recover from it. I'm Hannah Holden, ex-management consultant and burnout survivor. I work with management consultants to help them avoid and overcome burnout. I help them to get intentional about their choices, rebuild their energy and embed new healthy habits so that they can get back to loving life. In the first of these two episodes, I talked about doubt, that we doubt it works, we doubt we can do it, etc., and desire, wanting or non-acceptance, having this kind of ideal or ideal and being attracted to more kind of, I want to feel happy, I want to feel positive things. So those were the first two kind of obstacles to overcome when trying to practice mindfulness. We're going to cover the next three. So um, of my top five list, we're going to be covering restlessness, frustration and sleepiness today. So let's start with restlessness. So you've managed to suspend your doubt and you're willing to be open-minded and give this a go. And you are attempting to be open-minded about what the experience of mindfulness is. And so you come to mindfulness and you sit, let's say, and you just can't do it. You kind of feel almost itchy, your skin's kind of getting sensations, your body has the urge to move, you can't, your mind is active and it's nearly impossible for you to stay still and you just get increasingly kind of agitated as you sit there attempting to practice mindfulness. And of course, from that, we can get into a state of frustration, which is the next one I was going to, to cover, which I'll cover in a minute. So what do we do about this restlessness? Um, well, let's just remind ourselves of what m mindfulness is. So mindfulness is being in the present moment, being aware of whatever is coming up for us in that moment, acknowledging it, but not gripping onto it, just going, oh, that's interesting, and then letting it go. So first of all, we do that with whatever these sensations are that we're experiencing. So if we're um, experiencing tingling on our skin, for example, and the desire to scratch or something, we acknowledge that, oh, that's interesting, and try to let it go. Um, maybe that's this desire to move. Um, but we should also remember that this isn't supposed to be an unpleasant experience. So if you've genuinely got pins and needles in your legs, move. <laughs> um, so you'll get different, different people will say different things about this one. And some people might give you a buckle down and get on with it kind of response. But I would say, you know what, if it's really unbearable, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> um, maybe try something like shaking your hands out 
maybe move the neck and the head a bit. Try um, shrugging your shoulders a few times. See if you can kind of exercise that urge to move. Allow your body to get some movement and then perhaps you will be able to come back and sit and feel more rested. Now, back in, like historically, the practice of the physical aspect of yoga, which I know in Western culture now we kind of are only aware of the physical practice of yoga, but way back um, the physical practice of yoga was just one of what are called eight branches of yoga. And we seem to have kind of lost our focus on the other seven. Um, but the physical practice of yoga was originally about working out all of those, the body's needs to move so that we could then sit in still mindful meditation for longer periods of time. And so perhaps if we take that theory and apply that today, then that might look like doing some exercise before you attempt to sit down and practice mindfulness meditation. Um, so, and I'm not suggesting, you, you might like to take up yoga, great. Um, but you, you might want to just add it on to whatever you already do. So if you like to go for a walk or a run or swim or whatever, you can add it on after that because the body will be more satiated and um, you're less likely to feel the need to move. Um, likewise, you could try doing something that helps you prepare for sitting in, um, mindful, in a mindful state. So that might be a breathing exercise beforehand. Um, you could practice the physiological sigh, for example, for a few times. Um, you could do a different type of uh, guided meditation that might help you keep your mind onto what you know onto the present moment. So try a few different things, but it's not supposed to be an unpleasant experience, and so don't fight it too much. Don't try so hard. Um, and yeah, when those feelings come up, attempt to take the mindful approach of becoming aware, accepting, forgiving, letting go. But if that's not working for you, just, you know, move. <laughs> All right, the next one is frustration, um, which, of course, is linked to some of the others. So if you have um, that image in your mind of how it's going to be and it doesn't live up to that, or if you feel that every time you sit to practice mindfulness, you get restless, then you can get frustrated with yourself. Um, and you have the whole, like, I tried meditation, I can't do it, it doesn't work. Um, and you assume that meditation is this like intrinsic skill that we're either born with or we're not, and don't perceive it as being a skill that we can develop over time. And so I would definitely challenge that theory. I don't think that sitting in a state of kind of mindfulness, it's not easy. And even for somebody that's been practicing for years, it's not necessarily easy. Um, so don't get frustrated because you've heard about the benefits that other people receive and their descriptions and their experiences. They may well have been practicing for years. Um, so yeah, don't judge your experience on others. But solutions around this. So I think being aware of what mindfulness is and isn't is helpful. It's not the fact that you, you, sh you know, many of us but come to mindfulness originally or meditation originally assuming that we can clear the mind and have this completely still and silent mind um, and that's you know that's not the primary objective sometimes that's something that develops over a period of years of practicing it 
Um, so I first practiced mindfulness and meditation with some consistency back in 2008. And so here I am, I don't know, 15 years later. And some days, yeah, my, my mind is busy and it's full of thoughts. And some days it takes me a while to pick up on the fact that it's now daydreaming and off on some fantasy um, or making plans or whatever it might be doing. So uh, don't, yeah, don't get, try not to get too frustrated. Try not to have expectations um, that are misaligned to what mindfulness is or that you're expecting you, yourself to kind of intrinsically be good at this. It, it's, it's not easy and it takes, it takes time to get some of those to, to, to that state of it becoming easier. All right, so the last objection is sleepiness. So for some people, when they attempt to meditate, they feel very sleepy. They may even fall asleep. So I've got two different kind of routes that you can take as a solution for this one. First of all, let's, let's see what this is telling you. If you're already tired, maybe when you come to sit in stillness or meditation, your body sees this as an opportunity to rest. You're like, actually, I need to slow down. I need to stop. I need to sleep. And so perhaps the solution is really to see how you can get more rest in your life. And that might be um, looking at how you can improve the quality of your sleep or the quantity of your sleep. And you can also, it's not yoga nidra or um, non-sleep deep rest. Now, they're not there to replace sleep, but they are really handy tools to have in your kit bag should you have got yourself to a place where you need um, additional rest because you're, you're very tired. So that's my first route, is to acknowledge that actually there's a bit of a problem here, that you're tired and you need to do something about getting more rest. The other route is what can I do to, um, to stay awake whilst I'm meditating? So you can meditate in a seated position rather than lying down. So for example, a lot of savasana, um, which is the kind of restful guided meditation at the end of yoga will be taught lying down. Um, you, you may choose to do a seated meditation instead. Um, you could meditate somewhere that isn't in your bedroom. Um, so somewhere that you don't associate with sleep. Try practicing your mindfulness in the mornings when you feel alert rather than at the end of the day. Or you could try doing something really enlivening before you practice your mindfulness, like splashing cold water on your face or getting some fresh air or some exercise before you practice. And you can also try walking and moving mindfulness practices. Um, perhaps those would be um, more appealing to you rather than sitting or lying down. Um, and one last tip, if you feel that you're particularly sleepy after eating, then to meditate on an empty stomach. So those were the five top uh, obstacles that we have around mindfulness and meditation. The first one was doubt, not knowing how to do it and um, thinking that it's not for you for one reason or another. The second was around having um, desire, having a desire for it to be a certain way um, or a desire to have that certain blissful experience and that then you have this kind of gap between your expectation and reality that becomes disillusioning. There's restlessness, frustration and sleepiness that we've gone through today. So I hope that that's helped you acknowledge some of the conversation that you may have been having in your own mind around why you are not practicing mindfulness and why it's not for you. Um, and perhaps I've challenged some of your thoughts there. And yeah, I'd really love to hear what you think of this episode. And um, I'd also like to point you to episode 14, which is the, the deeper dive into mindfulness 
And finally, there was the conversation I had with Rainer Kraft on his high performance mindset and on mindfulness. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think about these episodes on mindfulness. Um, have a great day. podcasts are here to help you manage your stress and burnout and your feedback is really valuable so please rate this podcast and also drop me a note with any questions suggestions or feedback that you might have one of the most common questions I get asked is where should I start and I believe that the best place for you to start is to learn how to soothe your nervous system I've created a free download with instructions for five different ways that you can do just this and all of them work pretty much instantly it's called the essential toolkit for management consultants you can download it now at www.hannaholden.co.uk forward slash essential. One last thing, it's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of your doctor, psychotherapist or other qualified professionals.